0: relentless
1: refusing to give up all right hit that horn babe let's dance and welcome to the fantasy flex week 14 waiver podcast presented by prize picks i'm your host chris raymond joined as always by my dude sean kerner sean what's going on how's your week what's up uh my my week was a mixed bag we'll see if i if i can hit both props tonight i
0: think i end up in the positive um, so knock on wood with that, but, uh, I think I had a really good week. We haven't talked about it much this year, but the, the fancy pros accuracy contest, I think I'm going to be like top three this week. Oh, nice. like, any player I was off by like five or more against ECR just hit. So I think I had a good week there. Um, uh, but yeah, so looking
1: forward to tonight, like maybe I'll have a break even week, but, uh, how about you? Had a pretty good week. Um I mean, you know, my week started based around the fact that Tom Brady was going to go off. Uh so like I had him in you know, yes. <laughs> all my cash games and uh, my QB1. Um and uh yeah, pretty consistent. You know, I've been hammering Deontay Johnson and Keenan Allen in in DFS every week yeah. and so the, loved multiple touchdowns. Uh I think I ended up going 5 and 4 on bets. Um lost the Broncos at the end on, on Sunday night, but um. Yeah. No. Pretty good week. Felt like I had a pretty good handle on it, uh, just like you. In, in terms of this week, one of the one of the I think better weeks in terms of just feeling like you have a handle on it. Like some oh, of yeah. these last few weeks are just nuts. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. And we'll get on to uh, all the carnage. And uh, well, first we'll, we'll break down the Monday night showdown slate. Got the Patriots. Got the Bills. Uh, looks like it's going to be some some wind at least. Uh, I know there is some snow expected let me pull up the forecast actually buffalo
0: yeah i think the snow's supposed to be a non-factor like there might be some light snow but what do i know i'm not a weatherman but I, I think it's the wind the wind is the key tonight you know sustain 25 plus mile mile an hour wind that's really what can impact the passing game so i think it'll be a run heavy game but yeah let me know if you've seen see an update on like the snow
1: well, yes, yeah, so I'm thinking about uh, it's it's above freezing temps precipitation chance twenty four percent wind twenty four miles. so yeah, it's it looks more like it's just gonna be a win game, um, yeah. which, as you mentioned, does still affect the passing game. So, uh, you know, with that in mind, I think I think Josh Allen is interesting in the captain' spot just because he can run, and that might be a bigger part of the game plan because this is a key game, you know, yeah. I know sometimes they they want to kind of keep him protected. You know, from running the football as they should, because he's gotten a lot better as a passer over these last couple of years. But this is a game for that could just have major playoff implications here. So I think Josh Allen is uh, is a worthy worthwhile play in the captain spot. What about you? Oh, I agree with that completely. Um, I think, you know, people might be off
0: him because of the weather. But like you said, like if he leans on his legs more. Um, that's captain material because, you know, then he'll dominate, you know, all the yardage uh, for the bill. So I think he still has that touch on upside, the rushing upside, um, and just might be lower rostered than normal. So I love having Josh Allen as a captain tonight, pairing him with one or two pass catchers, but also, you know, this is the kind of slate where having a running back in the captain slot would make sense as well. So, you know, Damian Harris is always a good bet for two plus touchdowns. Um, I, I love Andre Stevenson, especially at his price, you know, he's, 4k cheaper than damian harris so i love making some lineups uh, with him as captain for the bills we don't really know who's going to be the lead back but you can take a flyer one of them but this is the type of slate where i think a a running back at a captain i don't normally do that but i think um, it would make sense for a game like this
1: yeah uh you know harris and stevenson probably be the focal points for the patriots offense uh one of those two guys uh, i'd be looking at as well uh what about for dfs cheat codes uh, so I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, like I said, he's uh, about 4K cheaper than Damian Harris.
0: They're probably going to see the you know the same amount of snaps, same amount of work. Uh, but I love his upside. Um, you know, he's he's pretty underrated right now. He's one of the best rookie running backs, in my opinion. So he could go off here, and if the field's pretty slick, I was looking. Uh, he's he's pretty much a true north-south runner, and I like playing backs like that in like snowy, sleety kind of conditions. So I think that gives him some sneaky upside, but. Um, you know, it, it could be sort of a hot hand situation where he ends up getting 15 plus carries who knows, but I love his upside here. Um, you know, in terms of like pass catchers, I don't like targeting anybody specifically just because of the win. but guys like Cole Beasley, Jacoby Myers, you know, those low a dot kind of guys, they could see an increase in targets in this game. Just, um, you know, short intermediate passing game could still be in play. So I think people might be overlooking that. So I'll probably have, uh, quite a bit of Beasley. Myers, maybe he's, uh, you know, some Dawson Knox, but these like lower a dot players I think are still in play. Well, I'll probably fade a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, who has a high A dot, Nelson Aguilar, who's not only, you know, been pretty bad this year, but hasn't high A dot. Those are the kind of players I think I'm gonna fade. But um, you know, the, these low a dot players are certainly in play for the slate.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's it should be a weird game. I think for me it's Devin Singletary. Um, you know, he's priced below Matt Breida now. So uh, you know, I, I've talked a lot about how I think Matt Breida may may be the guy that they look for to lead that backfield, but it hasn't happened quite yet. It's Singletary mm-hmm. still been the guy getting the majority of the snaps. Zach Moss has really been the one to take a hit. And that's happened earlier this year, too. You know, um, they kind of blamed it on injury. But now you know, we're seeing it more due to performance reasons. So I think Singletary is still the safest bet, especially when you factor in the price and the fact that this is a game where he could get more uh, usage in the passing game just because of the, the, the weather and the, the difficulty in throwing downfield. So I think from just a, a straight up value perspective, uh, Devin Singletary is in a really good spot. Uh, so I, I like Hammond, you know, I would, you know, usually in these spots, maybe you look at the tight ends for the Patriots, but the Bills always do a really good job. Uh, defending the tight end position. So I don't know if it's going to be a big game for them. But this may be one of those games, you know, we don't say it often, but uh, target the defenses, you know, in in these type of games because it could be sloppy. Both of these defenses average double-digit fantasy points. The Patriots average 11.3 and the Bills average 10.1. So you're getting, you know, better defense quality than usual uh, when you're kind of picking these guys and, uh, you know, in these spots and they're, they're pretty affordable. So uh, that's kind of my, my cheat codes. It's Singletary and then just stacking, maybe even multiple running backs on the, on one of the teams with the, with the defense. So that's how I'm going to play it. Yeah. If,
0: so if Moss is active tonight, are you going to stick with Singletary just hope that lowers his
1: roster chip or will you um, adjust accordingly at all? I think Singletary would still be the top mm. projected, my top projected back. It would still go Singletary, Breida, Moss, because I actually am projecting Moss to be active. Yeah. Uh, but I think the best value then shifts to Moss, you know, because Breida, again, they price he's priced the highest. So it's tough to kind of get behind him uh, in a lot of lineups just because of, you know, his price tag. So I think Moss becomes kind of a dart throw play mm. if he's active, but Singletary has been consistently kind of the, the, the closest thing they've had to a feature back. So yeah. I, I think he's still the player. All right, uh, next up here on the Fantasy Flex is a segment we call Elite Entries, where Sean and I dive into the Prize Picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. Sean, start us off with your prize pick of lead entry for Monday Night Football's matchup featuring the New England Patriots and Buffalo Bills. So I
0: like uh, Cole Beasley over 26 and a half receiving yards. Um, you know, we're going to see a lot of wind tonight. Should be Gus over 25 mile an hour be almost the entire game. So I think low A DOT players like Beasley will be more heavily involved. You know, uh, he has the lowest A DOT for the Bills at 5.8. Uh, so I think he could still end up seeing five to six targets tonight. Uh, could easily see him going? over this number I'm projecting this you know closer to the mid 30s I have it at 35 and a half so I think this line is 10 yards too low so love the under uh love the over 26 and a half yards for Cole Beasley and i
1: I'm going with Ramondre Stevenson, over 38 and a half rushing yards. He's been over this number in each of the last four games. And given the weather conditions, I think that the Patriots are gonna go run heavy again. I know it's a tough matchup against Buffalo, who's number four in run defense DVOA. But one thing we know about running games is it's all about numbers, right? If you go out there with heavy personnel, uh, you're going to be able to run the ball. And the Patriots can do that because they have Hunter Henry, they have Johnny Smith at tight end, and then they have one of the best fullbacks in the league in Jacob Johnson. So... I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Stevenson and Harris have been splitting snaps pretty evenly uh, since Harris returned from injury. So I think you see both of these backs as the two focal points of the offensive game plan for the new England Patriots in the bad weather. So Ramondre Stevenson over 38 and a half rushing yards for me, that is going to do it for our prize pick elite entry. Uh, As a recap, Sean's going with Cole Beasley over 26 and a half receiving yards, and I'm going Ramondre Stevenson over 38 and a half rushing yards. As a reminder, prize picks markets do move, so you want to get on it fast in order to lock in the best numbers. If you have not created a prize picks account yet, check out the link in our episode description, and they'll match your first deposit up to $1. Hundred dollars, or you can visit PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code Action Ten, and they'll do the same. That's A C T I O N one zero. All right, now back to the show. Let's get into waivers. We have four teams on bye in Week fourteen, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> the Colts, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and then the Philadelphia Eagles. So at quarterback, really the only guy you're trying to replace, and you already had to do this last week uh, is Jalen hurts. So, uh, Sean, who are your top, uh, rated streamer plays waiver ads, at quarterback for this week? Well,
0: I, I would just assume he's been added in every single league right now, but, uh, apparently he's only in 34% of Yahoo leagues and that's Taysom Hill. Um, you know, it looks like he's going to play through this finger injury. Uh, but you know, as we saw last week, his rushing upside alone gives him QB one upside. So I think, Um, He could be, you know, we could see him rush 10 plus times again this week, Um, still throw for around 200 yards. So he's my QB eight uh, to begin the week. Uh, Easy matchup against the Jets. So I love Taysom Hill. Uh, And then the only other option that I consider, you know, low end QB one is Cam Newton. If you want to trust him after that uh, brutal week 11, um, uh, you know, he, he has an easy matchup this week against the Falcons. But they did just fire offensive coordinator Joe Brady, which It was kind of weird since they had all bye week to kind of do that. It was kind of surprising they did that yesterday. Um, So there could be enough turmoil there where maybe Cam Newton has another bad game. But if you want to go for that QB1 upside, certainly you can go with Cam Newton. Other than that, you just have the typical streaming options every week with uh, Tyler Heineke and Teddy Bridgewater. You know, higher floor kind of guy. But uh, I I like going for the moon and, you know, Taysom Hill and Cam Newton provide that, that upside I look for.
1: Uh, one other guy I want to mention, uh, what do you think of Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, he's been putting up some numbers here. He's been pretty efficient. Um, they're playing Cincinnati, which kind of sets up as another one of those games similar to the game Cincinnati played against the chargers where you have, you know, two offenses that can put up points. So it shouldn't be, you know, I know the Niners have been running and Debo's probably out again, but, uh, any love for Jimmy G is he still further down your, your uh, streaming board? He's still further down.
0: I, I, I would probably bump him up into that streamer range if Debo uh, were to return, but he still has Ayuke and George Kittle. So he still has weapons. Um, he made a few really bad turnovers, uh, but I still think he's safe. I don't think Trey Lance, unfortunately, is not going to replace him anytime soon. Um, so typically like for the first 10 weeks or so, I think I was, you know, projecting Lance for some playing time that's gone away. So I'm at least, you know, projecting Garoppolo for hundred percent of the snaps, but right now he's still on that QB 18 range. Unless Debo returns this week.
1: Kyle Shanahan has essentially said that the reason he stopped playing Trey Lance was because it messed him up in terms of his play calling. Yeah. Um, he'd rather get in a rhythm and be able to, because they give you different coverages when you have one or the other in the game. So kind of playing off what they're doing at Jimmy G early and then being able to call the game. So yeah, I don't think we're seeing Lance anytime soon either. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to the running back position. We have some, we have Don to terror on by. So that's, that's, that's going to be tough for, for people out there. Um, if you have tarot on your team, that's a, it's a hole. You can't replace essentially. Miles um, <laughs> Gaskin he deserves some rest though. He's right. Been, uh, yeah. Working overtime. The new Derek, the new Derek Henry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miles Gaskin's on by both Patriots backs uh, and Miles Sanders. So quite a few running backs that you probably used uh, in week 13 are, and, and, you know, for much of the season, are going to be out here. So uh, who do we like in terms of top uh, ads at the running back position this week? Well, it's, it's certainly not as fruitful as last week. That Last week was one of the best waiver
0: wire weeks of the season this week. Not so much um, right now, like if Dontrell Hilliard is still out there, I would add him. They faced the Jaguars. They were on bye last week. So maybe people overlooked, uh, you know, a back like Hilliard. Um, but you know, last week, uh, last time they played, um, you know, he and Foreman both rushed for over 100 yards in a loss, which is kind of bizarre. But if you look, Hilliard uh, led the two in rush attempts in the first half. He had eight carries, the Foreman seven. It wasn't until the game was out of hand. Uh, Foreman had 12 carries to Hilliard's four. So it's like the Titans are treating Hilliard as sort of the the lead back. So um, even though Jerry McNichols might return this week, I think Hilliard is still, uh, you know, sort of a low end RB two. So I'd, I'd roll the dice on him for this week. Um, if you're looking more long term, if you know, you're not looking for running back this week, uh, just check out, you know, the Eagles running backs, uh, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, who knows who would step up if Miles Sanders is going to miss time. But it looks like Sanders re-injured the same ankle uh, that cost him several games uh, a few uh, weeks ago. So, you know, he might be out for a while or he could be you know able to suit up next week. But either way those 3 uh, might be worth a stash if you're looking for a week 14 uh, option. Um and then the other other guy I think is worth mentioning is Rashad Penny, your favorite running back in football. Um you know, he led the uh or he shared uh, the lead for touches with 11 uh with Adrian Peterson last week, so he could, you know, be the workhorse back uh this week against the Texans, which is a great matchup. So no, I know you don't agree, nope. but that's a you terrible call.
1: They're not, they hate Rashad. Like, the only He's reason, so- the only reason he was playing was because Collins was hurt and Adrian Peterson was had like a few, like two days with the team. Like, if, if Collins is out, I guarantee you Adrian Peterson gets like 75% of the carries this week and, and, and Penny gets like 25. Like, they, they just yeah, don't I, like this guy. Like, Carol doesn't so you, like this guy. He just right. doesn't. And I,
0: I, well, you interrupted my my final <laughs> sentence, which is going to prove you right as well. I was like, and this is why this is a brutal week for the WaveWire yeah. at running yeah. back. If we're talking about Rashad Penny, like who else
1: do you have that I has mean, more upside? Realistically, if Collins is out, I would say Adrian Peterson is still a better add than Rashad Penny. Just because, number one... He's, as we saw, he probably gets the goal line work. Number yeah. two, I think his usage only goes up. The fact that he got, he drew Penny to an even split. And Penny's been a first round pick who's been on this team for what? Three years now. Uh, and and Peterson got the same amount of carries being on his team for like two days coming off his couch. Like put the, put the, put two and two together. Like Penny, yeah. he, if Collins is back, I, I Penny would likely be a healthy scratch because Homer and Dallas play special teams. So they're not going anywhere. So yeah, I, I, I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't even add them. Like I, every time this comes up, it's like, people are like, "Ah, oh, maybe you can add Rashad Penny. I'm like, Nope, no, no, Just, just don't just, just don't do it.
0: Yeah, no, this is the week. <laughs> uh, you don't want to be relying on the waiver wire. You want to be relying on those high upside backups. You've been stashing all year, like a Jamal Williams or, you know, um, uh, Javante Williams isn't a backup, but these, these, you know, guys that can see an increase in value when the, the starter goes down, like those are the guys you want to be relying on this time. You're not, adding these like Rashad pennies of the world on the waiver wire. So yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a bad week for running backs on the waiver. Wire. I, I do lie. think
1: if you're listening to this and you happen to listen before the Monday night game, add Matt Breda as a prospect, you know, prospectively um, just because there's a chance he could lead that backfield, but I would say, yeah, Hilliard's my number one. Yeah. Uh, and a guy we haven't mentioned, he's still only 23% own sexy, Rexy Rex Burkhead. Uh, he's the <laughs> leader. And listen, I bet the under on his rushing prop. Last, uh, you know, week thirteen. If you follow me in the Action Network app, you saw that that hit. But Seattle, in terms of giving up catches to running backs, I mean, they just give they give up a ton of production to the the running back position. Football Outsiders has them allowing the most schedule adjusted receiving yards to running backs entering last week's game. So I I, I haven't looked at the numbers yet; they haven't been updated, but it's uh, still going to be pretty high. Rex Burkhead. Uh, Now you have Davis Mills at quarterback for the Texans. So that takes out some of the scrambles. Uh, He may rely more on, you know, dumping it off and Burkhead, even with David Johnson back uh, Burkhead was still weeding the backfield and snaps Mm -hmm. So uh, you know he's a guy. Again, it's desperate times. It's not a, it's not a sexy play, even though it is sexy Rexy. Uh, but I think you do. I think you do add him. It's kind of similar to Hilliard, but he actually might get even more usage. I think Hilliard's a better player. I think Hilliard has more upside. Um, but Burkhead yeah. is a, might even have a safer floor because again, McNichols is coming back add, adds a third variable, whereas Royce Freeman has been. Kind of active in that backfield for a few weeks and didn't get touches until Johnson got hurt. So um, you know it might still be a two man backfield in Houston here. So uh, yeah, I would I would look at Rex Burkhead and then yeah, Adrian Peterson in standard leagues uh, over Rashad Penny for me, absolutely, like not even a question. Yeah, uh, standard format for sure. But yeah, yeah no, if, but any for any format. Like, any like, format. Like I don't even know if you want to add him if it's not standard. Is what <laughs> I'm trying to say.
0: <laughs> and but if David Johnson returns this week, I want nothing to do with those Texans backfield. But if, I mean, if I, still, had,
1: think yeah. I still think I was still take. I mean, Burkhead was leading the backfield even with Johnson there. I just think I, I, it's not sexy, but against Seattle, I mean, Burkhead could easily get like ten carries for twenty three yards and like <laughs> yeah. and like seven catches for like forty six. Right. Like, the receiving yeah. work, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The
0: receiving work, but if DJ does return, it it eats into that, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and against the, they literally have no other players besides Brandon Cooks. So, like it's, at, I'm, it could work. Trust me, it could work. It could work. It could work. <laughs> how about
0: oh? Uh, how about the uh, Panthers backs? Forgot to mention them. Uh, where do you have Hubbard and Abdullah ranked right now?
1: Oh, so Hubbard should be uh, an RB two. Abdullah should get more of the pass game work. Yep. So, but I still think he's a dicey flex because it's just all going to be dependent on game script. And this Falcons game is a close game projected projection wise. You know, you are projecting a spread of like two and a half or so. So, you know, it could go either way, but I think Chuba is still that lead back. And with McCaffrey out, Chuba is not going to get like only 5% of the pass down snaps. Now, like he might get, you know, 20, 25, 30, you know, I think Abdullah still gets like beats him all on like a two to one ratio when it comes to the pass down snaps. But um, Chuba's upside is 20 carries. And and he's he's shown he can catch the ball. Like they've given him work in that past game. So yeah, I do think um, I think you gotta at Chuba, but he's he looks like he's owned pretty much he's 76% of league. So maybe you have a one in four chance of still landing him. I don't know what your league mates are doing if he's still out there. Uh, but yeah, you know, if he's out there, you add him. Abdullah, Absolutely. I would put him above, I mean, I would put Abdullah below everyone we mentioned except Rashad Penny. Uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah. No, I I understand your hate for Rashad Penny. Well aware. Um, And then what's going on is, uh, is Michael Carter, he's, is he missing another week? I believe so. Yeah. So Coleman's under 50%. So he's another guy, uh, you know, he's, he's an option as well. Forgot to mention him, but he's in that same kind of boat here. He's, he had, uh, he's had 14 touches and 18 touches the last two weeks. So yeah, I would put him right in that Hilliard range. Uh, probably a little bit above Burkhead, below Hilliard, uh, right in that range. Yeah, so it looks like Carter might return next week. Okay, yeah. Well, so that it's all dependent on on Carter returning, obviously. Yeah. Uh, let's get to wide receiver. If you're starting Michael Pittman, Jalen Waddle, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Smith. Uh, you have bye week to deal with. Also, Adam Thielen uh, looks like he is going to be done as well, and you have a quick turnaround here, so you got to replace him. Uh, the Vikings are on Thursday Night Football he's not going to be an option there uh sean who are you looking at as your top ad for the wide receiver position for week 14 uh so not sure
0: how many leagues he's available in but i'm on ross st brown uh, a guy that you myself and samantha um talked up a lot heading into the season he finally had his breakout game uh you know 10 catches for 86 yards and finally scored a touchdown uh, he played a key role in their first win, but um, you know, he's he's been a high four option, especially in PPR formats. Uh, so love adding him. You know, the, the Lions are gonna typically be in a trailing game script, so that's that's why he has a high four. Uh, and Josh Reynolds also had another good game. I, I like him a lot less than Amon Rousey Brown, but if he's still out there and you're a deeper league, I still think you should add him. Uh, KJ Osborne, I mean, he's gonna have to step up this week and beyond potentially. Uh, as long as Adam Thielen is out, so you know he he could be more of like a wide receiver four type uh, in deeper leagues. He posted a nice four catch, forty seven yard game with a touchdown last week uh, once Thielen went out. Uh, and then Russell Gage, I, I just thought he was assumed. I assumed he was rostered in every league. Um, he's still available in sixty six percent of leagues. Uh, go on, Adam. He's he's been a low end wide receiver three. Uh, in my rankings for a few weeks now, Um, and he just went off 11 catch 130 yard gain. Um, Another one of those like really high floor guys, especially in PPR. Uh, So if you need help at wide receiver, certainly go out and add him. And I just want to throw one more guy out there. Your boy, Brashad Perryman uh, was operating as the number three receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, this week. He didn't do much, but that's something to monitor. So um, if he ends up, you know, passing up Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, even, uh, for that wide receiver three role, he could make some noise. Um, so I wouldn't add him quite yet, but definitely monitor that situation.
1: Oh, I would add, I would add Brashad Paramin. Absolutely. He played 40, he ran a route on 47 of the 52 pass snaps for, for the Bucks. and, yeah. and Johnson had seven and Miller had two. And there was no like injury shenanigans that, that I know of. just
0: He went for one catch for five yards. So I don't think people are going to be flocking to get him. So if you're savvy and you have room on your bench, I'm just saying stash him, but
1: yeah, yeah. I, I would kind of consider him the number one ad. I mean, oh, he's, okay. <laughs> playing, he's playing with Tom Brady. I mean, cause I like, think about it. It's like, you know, the Vikings have been criticized for for kind of not getting the ball to their top guy. So it's like, yes, Osborne is a good receiver and like he should be the number one ad. But after that, I mean, it's like it's still the Lions. We're talking about Reynolds and St. Brown here. I mean, St. Brown took 10, what, 13 weeks to score a touchdown. Reynolds got cut twice. Like, or, you know, it's like I would much rather have like one or two weeks of Rashad Perriman than like. The rest of the season of Lions receivers. Well, that just it depends.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it depends what you're going for. If if you're like a favorite in your matchup and you just want to get seven points from somebody, you play a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown, right? Uh, but if if you need a big game or you're an underdog and you just want a higher ceiling, Rashad Perryman's your guy. So it's. It kind of depends what you're looking for, so yeah, I agree. I think Perryman's the best ad this week. Um, if you're going for upside, whereas St. Brown, he or uh, Russell Gage, even Russell, yeah, Russell well, Gage, Russell
1: Gage, yeah, he should, he should be, he should be the he's top. He's available one. in 66. He's their number one leads. receiver.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if if you just need points any given week, especially you know your wide receiver three, wide receiver four slot, most of the time you just want to get points from that position. Add those guys, but I'm with you. Perryman has that massive upside. Uh, where who knows he could end up, you know, have spiked weeks where he's a top 10 option. So so um, it just depends what you're looking for.
1: And re- and remember like Antonio Brown, you never know, like he's had an ankle injury. Now he's got suspended. Like he you might, might not play another. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Like that's my, it's my, kind of my point. And Perriman has been here. He's operated as their number three receiver yep. before. And, you know, even beyond. So, um, and, and remember the bucks also in a really good position playoff wise, they have three losses. So uh, you know, maybe there's some. They're scheduled after the Bills next week. Is so easy. It's like Panthers twice, Jets. That you might even see like Evans or Godwin start getting rested a little bit. Yeah, you know, we saw yeah. that down the stretch last year. They got a little banged up. Um, so yeah, I think there's just a lot of upside to owning pyramid Is kind of what I'm saying. Like, um, yeah, not over Russell Gage, obviously, but like if it was just over like the two Lions receivers who you are who you'd essentially be adding at their highest points. Uh, I'm fine with adding pyramid over those guys. Uh, all right. And uh, let's close it out with tight end. Uh, Mike Gasicki, Dallas Goddard, the two guys you've probably been starting that are on bye weeks this week. Uh, Who, Sean, are you looking at here at the tight end position, waiting the year, week 14? I think uh, Tyler Conklin
0: is a no-brainer for this week. He's uh, available in 70% of leagues. Um, and he's my tight end nine to open the week. Obviously, he's going to get a couple more targets uh, with feeling out, but he's he's been a consistent producer um, for a couple of months now, it seems like. So I, I think he's the safest bet. Um, Foster Moreau was pretty disappointing uh, huh. last week for people that added him. He had one catch for 34 yards, which kind of shows his upside, but uh, his routes run rate was 64%. That was about 20% under what I was expecting. So um, it, it's hard to really rate him as a low-end Q, uh tight end one again this week. So he's more of a, you know, high upside tight end two. unfortunately, if Waller is even out again. So uh, I'm kind of out on Moreau now, and then we'll have to monitor this, this Logan Thomas situation. Um, It looks like he avoided an ACL tear. I'm not sure if he's still uh, expected to miss time, but probably, probably at least this week. Yeah. Yeah, At least this week. But uh, you know, we've liked kind of attacking either Ricky seals Jones or John Bates. Uh, But I don't know which one's going to be uh, the starter this week. So this could be a situation to avoid, but it's still worth monitoring because it seems like the football team loves having just like a workhorse tight end. They really haven't split snaps much this year. So it's just something to monitor if you're desperate, but either way, I think Conklin, if he's out there, is the must add for this week.
1: Yeah, it's tough with, because that's kind of the situation I'm looking at too, is that Washington situation. I think it would be John Bates now because he's the younger guy and he's played yeah. really well. They really like him. Uh, and so Seedal like Sears Jones Seals is Jones Yeah, Yeah, he's hurt, and he's more of, like, a veteran journeyman. And, I mean, I thought thought he was good enough to play last week, and he was still scratched, so I don't know. I don't know if that was because of the injury or just they decided to go with Bates and and Thomas, but – yeah, it's it's a situation to monitor, but mm-hmm. yeah, be ready to add Bates. Uh, I think I think if Seals Jones came back and he was hurt, I think that would lead to more of a split. But I think if if Bates is kind of yeah, they're saying, hey, he's gonna be our guy, I think exactly. you'd see that 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 80-90 percent uh snap rate that we've been seeing out of these tight ends. Yeah, and another just another guy to just to mention is Austin Hooper and David Joku, who looks like Harrison Bryant
0: um suffered a high ankle sprain, so he might miss quite a bit of time. So those two, you know, if you're desperate, if you're in like Scott fishbowl league, uh Austin Hooper and David Joku uh, deserve a look this week as well. Uh,
1: nightmare. But yeah, no, nah, I hear you. The Brown- <laughs> I mean, the Browns got to get these tight ends involved because it's really, That's they don't really I- have much besides, uh besides Landry. Jarvis Landry. Yeah. yeah. Uh No love for Cole Komet. I know he was, he had, he was kind of like a hot, Pick up and then he's just, as usual, Cole, did Cole commit. Yeah, he's, he's in that range. He's tight end 15. But again, you know, Jimmy Graham is the
0: touchdown vulture. So yeah. uh, if you like four catches for 40 yards, Cole commits your guy. But unfortunately, just Jimmy Graham just robs that, you know, that upside, that tight end one upside that he would have if Jimmy Graham weren't there. But yeah, just uh, Cole commits a tight end, two
1: for me. And uh, what did uh? Did we get a Juwan Johnson? Did Juwan Johnson retake that job? I feel like we have to talk I don't about it before we get out of here every week. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Juwan Johnson ran a route on 21 of the 48. So no, he did not retain that job. <laughs> but even though, oh, he kind of did because Vanette had four catches on just 16 routes. So, uh, yeah, it's it, that's another situation to avoid. Even against yeah, Vanette. avoid it completely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if you don't have Tyra Conkin you're probably just fucked this week. Sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> that's that's my advice. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Uh, that's gonna tour it for the Fancy Flex week 14 waivers pod presented by Prize Picks. You can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find me at Chris Raybon, and you can find us at those same handles in the free award-winning action network app. Be sure to check out FantasyLabs.com for our DFS content tools and models and ActionNetwork.com for our fantasy football content rankings and projections. Until next time, let's get this money.